You are listening to the New Vision Church Podcast, a community to belong, be loved, and believe. You are being held hostage, and you don't even know it. But we can free our minds, we can find peace, the kind of peace only available in Jesus Christ. All right, let's pray together. So God, we thank you for this day and this time together. We pray that you would speak to our hearts. God, we, um, we ask that you would search our hearts and know us and help us to know ourselves and to know you better. And we pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Well, over the last few weeks, we've been talking about this theme of hostage and how anxiety or stress or fear can take us hostage. And today, it's going to be a little bit of a different kind of message, um, but, you know, uh, we are trying to do things differently. And today, we're going to talk about something, and uh, actually, the rest of the service is probably going to be maybe a little hard for you to watch without laughing. I don't know. Um, Years ago, there was a a comedian, and he was called the Unknown Comic. Any of you heard of him? Uh, He was a comic that would wear a brown paper bag over his face. Uh, one similar to this. And I was thinking about this message and talking about masks, and it made me think about the unknown comic. But it made me also think about the unknown Christian. How many of us come to church and this is what we do? We put on our face before we come to church. And nobody really knows us. Nobody really knows who we are truly on the inside. We tend to mask up before we go to church. But the reality is, many of us are wearing masks all day long, everywhere we go. Not just at church, it's everywhere. It's just at church, we put on a different face. We put on our church face. And today, I want to talk to you about that a little bit. Um, When we think about wearing masks, I want to ask you, Why do we do it? Why do we wear masks everywhere we go? In fact, masking up is a thing that we're very familiar with today. Um, And it's it's actually became popular before COVID. Uh, Things like cosplay and things like LARPing. And if you don't know what LARPing is, it's live action role playing, uh, which might be a brand new concept to some of you. But there are people who are literally dressing up every day in outfits and costumes, and they're going out and pretending to be someone or something that they're not. Uh, in fact, in China, they, uh, let me see if I can read this. In China, live, ac- live action role playing is, is fast, uh, is gaining popularity in China with the hobby especially trending among younger urban Chinese. But since this surge, which one analysis estimates as generating $2.8 billion in revenue, it appears that the authorities have begun taking more notice of LARPing and is seeking to regulate it. Now think about that. All right, LARPing is such a big deal that the Chinese government is trying to regulate it now because you've got so many people who are putting on these masks and acting like people that they're not. And maybe they're actually starting to believe that's who they are. It's kind of crazy. I want you to think about for yourself. Maybe you're not wearing a mask like this, but you do put on a different face depending on where you're going or who you're around. There's people who get up every morning and This is not a hit on the women necessarily, but I want you to just think about the amount of time and the amount of money that goes into just makeup, just makeup itself. Over 
$48 billion spent in makeup every year. $48 billion. People are retreating to things like virtual reality. Why is that? It's so that they can be someone else or be what they really want to be in a world where maybe nobody's ever going to know who they truly are. And I think that sometimes this is the trap we fall into at church. Is that we come into church and we put on our face and we do certain things, but nobody really knows who we truly are. This is the complete opposite of what God desires. In fact, Psalm 51.6 tells us that God desires truth in the innermost parts. That God wants to know us truly for who we are and God is omniscient, so he already does, but, but what God is trying to communicate here is that we need to be authentic. We need to be sincere. We need to be honest with ourselves, honest with God, and also honest with others. And so let me ask you this question. When you're wearing a mask, are you truly being truthful? When you, when you put on a face, are you actually telling the truth? Sometimes we don't want to tell the truth, do we? Uh, I mean, how many times has this happened to you, right? You're having a bad day, but when somebody says, hey, how you doing? What's your response? I'm fine. Right? We, we, we've conditioned ourselves to always say, well, I'm fine. It's because we don't want to be vulnerable. We don't want to show that we have a weakness or that we're struggling. And so we're always going to say, I'm fine unless, unless what? Unless we're maybe called on the carpet. Uh, maybe somebody would have to say, no, truly, really, how are you? But sometimes we won't be truthful because, well, we feel like we can't be truthful because who can be trusted? Can I really trust you? Can I really tell you the truth? I, I mean, you know, the last time I told the truth of somebody, they used it against me. The last time I told the truth of somebody, they treated me differently. Another reason that we feel like we can't be truthful, I, I can't really tell you how I feel, I can't really tell you what's going on in my life, it's because who's going to be compassionate? It, it, are you just going to say, oh, well, you know, I've had it worse than you, man, just get over it. So we, we don't tell the truth. We, we feel like somebody's always going to one-up us. And so we feel like I can't be truthful. Maybe we don't tell the truth because it's like, no, do you really care? I mean, are you just asking me that because, well, you know, you're supposed to ask me that, but I mean, do you really care? Are you going to be looking at your phone more than you're listening to me? Are you, are you going to be actually paying attention to me? Are you going to give me your undivided attention? Or are you just asking this because, well, you know, you're supposed to? I want to say this, that if we can't unmask at church, then where can we? If we, if we can't be honest at church, if we can't be honest with other believers, then how is there going to be any hope anywhere? We mask up, and I'm going to give you three reasons why we mask up. And So here's the first one. We mask up because... We want to pretend. So it's all about pretending. It's all about being something that we're not. And so we mask up to be 
someone or pretend to be someone that we're not. Did you know that Jesus talks about pretending quite a bit in the Bible? Uh, the word for an actor in Greek is actually the word hypocrite. And so every time Jesus uses the word hypocrite, he's talking about someone who is putting on a face. He's talking about someone who is acting a part that's really not in their heart. He, he's talking about, and, and a lot of times this was directed right at the religious people. He was saying, look, you're saying one thing, but your heart is far from me. He, he, he said, you are hypocrites. You are just actors. And so Jesus used this word as a condemning word, especially towards the religious. So I have to ask us, as people who say we love God, are we just actors? Are we hypocrites? Are we just pretending to be someone who cares? Do, are we just pretending to be someone who's a follower of Jesus? Are we just pretending that? Or is it true? Do we just put on this face when we come to church and everybody thinks, oh, you know, well, aren't you, aren't you just the best Christian? And then when you go home, you put on a different mask. You put on maybe a different face. There are a lot of people who are acting religious, but they're really not deep down. They know how to say the prayers or how to make it look like they're good followers of Jesus, but deep down inside, they don't know him at all. This is the, this is the great thing, though, about God, is that God sees our hearts, and, and he's going to call us out on the carpet on this, right? He's going he's gonna to say, hey, you know, you're just faking it. You're just wearing a mask, and, and this is what's unbelievable, is that God loves us for who we really are. I mean, we don't have to pretend with God. We don't have to try to be something we're not, that, that God loves us even while we're still sinners, that God loves us just as we are, even though we ourselves are, quite honestly, quite unlovable. That's what makes God so amazing. In Psalm 69, verse 5, look at this. It says, Oh God, it is you who knows my folly. And my wrongs are not hidden from you. That, that we might be able to actually hide ourselves or hide our sins from other people, but we can't hide it from God. That, that God really knows what's going on in our hearts and our minds all the time. Nothing is hidden from him. And, and so I, I want to I try to move us to the place where we have a community where people don't have to pretend to be fine, where people don't have to pretend to be perfect, where people don't have to pretend to be anything except what they are. Now, that's going to be hard. But, but this is what God wants for all of us is to have a place where we don't have to pretend. And I want to say that that starts with you not pretending in front of God. It's going to start with you being honest before God because that's where it has to start before you can be honest before man. Uh, another reason that we mask up is this. We mask up because we want to project. We have an image that we're trying to project to others. It's, it's not just pretending. We, we want them to see us a certain way. We want them to have this image in their mind. And so this is where things like social media may come into play, right? Is that we might only, uh, you know, 
we're going to put out the best picture. We're going to put out the best image of ourselves. And, and so we want, we want this image to be the thing that people remember. We have a certain way that we want them to, to think about us and certain words to come to their mind whenever they remember your name. And so we're trying to project this image out to everyone else that we have a certain life or a certain lifestyle. We have a certain, certain way that we are. And we want them to draw a certain conclusion from our mask. And so we, we walk a certain way, we talk a certain way, we live a certain way, even though it doesn't satisfy, even though it leaves us empty, even though it's debilitating, it's, it's tiresome. We go through all of this expending of energy to curate the perfect look so that everyone else will believe something about us. And so we want to project this image to everybody else. Uh, you know, you've heard this phrase before, right? Your reputation precedes you. Well, I, I would say this, that a lot of times for, for many of us, it's not just our reputation, but it's like, you know, your, your image, right, that you're projecting on social media or, or a certain aspect of your life, right, it's preceding you. We, we curate all these things. We, we, we spend tons of time and energy and money trying to make ourselves be remembered a certain way before people. And so we want to mask up because if they really knew me, if they truly knew me, they really wouldn't like me. Another reason we mask up is this. And this really became necessary during the COVID era. Can you guess what I'm going to say? We mask up to protect. I, I mean, we've been hurt so many times, right? That it's like, I, I, don't want to, I don't want to be hurt again. And so I'm going to put on a mask. I'm going to put on a happy face. I'm going to put on whatever face they want me to wear so that way I just don't get hurt again. We, we are afraid to really be vulnerable. Because last time we were vulnerable, right, we, we were taken advantage of. Last time we were vulnerable, we were traumatized. And, and so now I've got to put on a mask to show that I'm strong, right? It's like men don't cry. It's, it's like, look, I'm just going to be stoic. I'm not going to have any expression at all. You're not going to really know what I think. You can spend your whole life trying to figure me out, but you're never going to know me. Or what about this, right? There are some people who just laugh everything off. I mean, no matter, you know, how bad it hurts, right? What are we going to do? We're just going to laugh. We're just going to make a joke about it. It's, it's, oh, it's all fun and games. Don't worry. It didn't really hurt me. But, you know, it really did. That phrase, sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Well, that's a lie. It's a lie. And so we put on these masks, right, to cover up. As I said er earlier, God really wants us to live in truthfulness. God really wants us to experience life and have this honesty, this sincerity, this authenticity. In fact, when Jesus came in John chapter 1, it says that, that Jesus came and he revealed grace and truth. That Jesus is actually the embodiment of that. Listen to this, John 1, 14. It says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and, and we saw His glory, glorious of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus came full of grace and truth. What does that mean for us? Well, we have to be willing to unmask, but if we're going to unmask, 
Right? It's a scary thing. It's a scary thing for us to be vulnerable before others. And, and even, you know, there have been times when I've talk, been talking to kids, right, and they, they ask me a question about, you know, does God know everything? And my answer, of course, is yes. And they're like, well, that's scary to me that, that God knows everything. And, and it is a little scary. But, but this is what's amazing is that the one who knows you best loves you most. That, that the God who, who knows everything about you he doesn't turn you away. He doesn't abandon you. He doesn't reject you in your vulnerability. He doesn't, he doesn't, he's not trying to condemn you. He's full of grace and truth. But, but grace is what allows us to be completely truthful. Grace is what, a, what opens the door for us to be completely honest and, and vulnerable even before God. I want you to think back to the story in John chapter 8. We're very familiar with this story, right? It's about the woman who gets dragged out of the hotel room and she's brought before Jesus. And there she is, you know, essentially naked. She might be wrapped in a sheet, I don't know. But, but she's brought out here and, and the Pharisees look at and, and say, Jesus, you know, we know that the law of Moses says she should be stoned, but we want to know what you say. Well, Jesus is riding in the sand and he stands up. And here's the story in John chapter Eight, verse 1 through 7, it says, But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives early in the morning, and he came into the temple, and all the people were coming to him. He sat down began to teach, and began to teach them. The scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman caught in adultery, and having set her in the center of the court, they said to him, Teacher, this woman has been caught in adultery in the very act. Now in the law of Moses commanded that we stone such women. What then do you say? They were saying this, testing him, so that they might have grounds for accusing him. But Jesus stooped down, and with his finger, he wrote on the ground. But when they persisted in asking him, he straightened up, and he said to them, He who is without sin among you, let him be the first to throw a stone at her. I, this, this story is, is really quite amazing. Because here is Jesus, and he is defending this woman. I, women were not highly esteemed during Jesus' time. And yet, here she is, stripped of all of her dignity. No respect at all. I, her, her sin is, is completely out there for everyone to see. Everybody knows. And what does Jesus do? Jesus demonstrates grace upon grace. For some of us, Maybe you've been unmasked. For some of you, maybe, maybe more people than you would ever want to know, know the truth about you. And this is what we need to understand, is that the God who knows you best loves you most. That He is showing grace upon grace upon grace. And for all of us who have received His grace, right, we need to be willing to show that grace. We don't have to be afraid of letting down our masks before Christ. We don't have to be afraid of being truthful in the innermost parts because he already knows us and he confesses his love for us. I want to say that if you cannot be truthful with God and yourself, then you will never be able to be truthful with others. If you're going to live in a state of denial or you're going to live in a state of always blame shifting and you never take responsibility for your own actions, then you will never, ever be able to be honest before others. 
And, and, and you won't be able to show that grace to others because grace requires us to be honest. It's grace and truth. You see, the, the grace that you discover in his presence is the grace that he wants you to show to the others around you. It, it's like when you understand how, how bad we've offended God, then, then we have no room at all to cast stones at someone else. Grace leads us to truth. And that truth leads us to grace. It, it's like when we, it, it's, it's a two-way street, right? When we begin to be honest and truthful for God, to God, He gives us this grace that we don't deserve. And then we're able to give that same grace to others when they're being truthful to God and to us. In fact, Jesus goes on and he's continuing this dialogue with the woman, right? And says, when they persisted in asking him, he straightened up and said to them, he who is among you without sin, you, let him be the first to cast a stone at her. And this was obvious. All of them had sin. There, there, was, there was no one who could cast a stone. And Jesus said to the woman, is there anyone here without sin? You cast the first stone. And they all walked away, dropping their stones from the oldest to the youngest. And so I want to ask you, is there anyone watching? Is there anyone watching here who is without sin? Is there anyone here who's never worn a mask? Is there anyone here who has never pretended to be something that you're not? Is anyone here who's ever covered up your real self because you've been full of shame or regret or guilt? You see... We're going to pretend or we're going to project or we're going to protect our image. We're going to do whatever we have to do because we're afraid of what somebody else is going to say. And ultimately, we wonder, is there truly a God who can forgive? Is there truly a God who can love us as we are? What's amazing is that God has made a way for grace. And this, this grace makes a way for truth. And truth makes a way for freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. When, when, when we're willing to unmask ourselves before God and even be unmasked before others, there is a sense of freedom. Our identity will never be found in wearing a mask. It's when we unmask that we truly find ourselves, we truly find God. But we have to be willing to do that. Our acceptance will never be felt by wearing a mask. We will always feel empty. We will always feel hollow. We will always feel ashamed and afraid and guilty until we unmask. But I do want to give you a few cautions here. You can't share everything with everyone because everyone is not trustworthy. You have to be careful with who you unmask in front of because everyone isn't your friend everyone isn't loving everyone isn't going to be kind everyone isn't going to be compassionate and so you have to be careful with who you unmask before because some people are waiting to stone you some people are willing willing and waiting to take advantage of you and this is why a community of Christians of true Christians of people who love the Lord and who love one another this is why it's so important to have that kind of community in your life Another caution I want to give you is this, though, 
is that never lowering your mask, never taking your mask off, it doesn't give you the opportunity to ever to be fully loved. If you never take your mask off, you will never be fully loved. You will never be fully accepted. You will never be fully cared for the way that God intends because you will always be hedging. You'll always be pro protective. You'll always be keeping people at some ar arm's length distance. Another caution I'll give you is that if you're always wearing a mask, it will tend to lead you to lose who you are and ultimately you won't become who God created you to be. You'll end up believing a lie. You'll end up believing, well, the mask is who you are. And that's not true. God has created us for so much more and yet we tend we tend to just keep the mask on. As I close, I want to remind you of uh, a story from C.S. Lewis. It's called The Voyage of the Dawn, Dawn Treader. And in that story, there's a character. His name is Eustace. And during that, uh, the, the travels that they're on, Eustace wanders off and he finds himself alone in this place. And he has this encounter with Aslan. Aslan is the Christ figure in the story. Aslan is a lion. Let me pick up the story for you. Eustace is looking into a well of water. It says, in the middle of it, there was a well. The water was as clear as anything I thought. If I could get in there and bathe, it would be easy. It would ease the pain in my leg. But the lion told me, I must, and I'm going to use this word here, unmask you. You see, it says here that he, he must undress him. But what the lion is talking about is that Eustace had become a dragon. He had become a scaly dragon, something he was never meant to be. The story goes on and says, So I started scratching myself and my scales began coming off all over the place. But just as I was going to put my feet into the water, I looked down and saw that they were all hard and rough and wrinkled and scaly just as they had been before. Then the lion said, but I don't know if it spoke. The lion said, you will have to let me undress or unmask you. I was afraid of his claws. I can tell you, but I was pretty nearly desperate now. So I just lay flat on my back and let him do it. The very first tear he made was so deep that I thought it had gone right into my heart. And when he began pulling the skin off, it hurt worse than anything I've ever felt. The only thing that made me able to bear it was just the pleasure of feeling the stuff peel off. You know, if you've ever picked a scab off of a sore place, it hurts like Billy, but it's such fun to see it coming away. I know exactly what you mean, said Edmund. Well, he peeled the beastly stuff right off. Just as I thought, I'd done it myself the other three times, only they hadn't hurt. And there it was, lying on the grass, only ever so much thicker and darker and more knobbly looking than the others had been. 
And there was I, as smooth and soft as a peeled switch and smaller than I had been. Then he caught hold of me. I didn't like that much, for I was very tender underneath now that I'd had no skin on. And he threw me into the water. It smarted like anything, but only for a moment. And after that, it became perfectly delicious. As soon as I had started swimming and splashing, I found that all the pain had gone from my arm. And then I saw why I had been turned into a boy again. I believe that this is the kind of thing that God wants for all of us. Is that we would come before Him and be willing to allow Him to remove the mask from us. Right? We, we may try to do it ourselves, but, but what's going to happen is this. Is that we're going to put on a different mask tomorrow. That, that, that the mask actually becomes us, like us. If you remember the mask movie with Jim Carrey, right? He, he became the mask. The mask wasn't just something you put on. He became that. And sadly, many of us have the same future ahead of us unless we allow God to remove it. That's a choice that you will have to make. But you can make it today. You can invite God to start pulling it away piece by piece. That, that you would come before God in your, in your humility and be honest and open with Him and confess your sins. The Bible says that if we will confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of all of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But that cut may be deep. That cut may hurt like a billy. But when we allow Him to do it, it sets us free. So today, don't be an unknown Christian. Don't just put on another mask. Find some people that you can truly be sincere and authentic with. Find some people that you can trust. And then be open and transparent with them. Allow God to start removing the mask.